0: Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Guessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Vox on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman coming to you on a Monday, July 26th, LA Galaxy, coming off of a 4-0 loss to FC Dallas. That wasn't fun if you watched it. Maybe, maybe not. We're going to talk about that performance break down some of the stats, tell you what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, all sorts of fun stuff and little insights into the third of that three-game road trip, certainly uh, an interesting one from the Galaxy. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up, rumor update, big rumor update, so hang in there for that. In fact, go tell all your friends, they better tune in, big rumor update incoming. So uh, you're going to want to make sure you uh, you tune in for that. And, uh, you know, just sort of getting you progressed through the LA Galaxy news, as we get ready for a week that includes a home game on Friday night against the Portland Timbers. So a lot to get to, a lot to talk about to help me do that. He's live from Tokyo, at least for the moment being, I should say. He's live from Tokyo from the moment being, Mr. Kevin, the Panda Backster. Kev, how's it going, buddy? Konishiwa, Joshua. Um, yep.
1: By the way, did you notice in the, in the bumper music, did you do this on purpose? It goes from Los Angeles. Hollywood to California and then circles back. The spirits of the song. That's it's like I, a circle.
0: Is it? Was it on purpose? No, it was not on okay. purpose. So I'll, I'll I'll tell you that. Just that's a little little hint on that one. But let's uh let's talk about you for a little bit. Tokyo. Um, how how are things? Are they are they better? Or are you getting to go visit all of the the events that you want to now?
1: Well, let me ask you a question first. Do you believe in in reincarnation?
0: Um, no, I don't believe I do.
1: But because if, if it's true and, and I had a previous life, it certainly wasn't in Japan because none of this is ringing any kind of bells for me. <laughs> I don't get the language. I don't get wh- anything that's going on. First of all, people ride uh, bicycles at high rates of speed on the sidewalk all the time, which if you're from Valencia, you're kind of used to that. But it, it, at first it was it was sort of scary. I, I, I can't get the food at all. Um, this is the longest since the South African World Cup that I have gone without Mexican food. It's been eight days now um it came back from south africa with a blood clot so i'm kind of expecting the worst here right um i did have a veggie bur i'm vegetarian and it's really difficult in japan you would think you know a lot of plant-based food no no everything has some sort of animal in it uh and i can't understand any of the what any of the food is and the pictures you know if you go to like a denny's you point to what you want that's easy mm-hmm. the pictures here they're horrible. The little picture of the food, I can't tell what anything is. Is that a rice ball? Is that mashed potatoes? Is that an al- albino turd? I don't know what it is. Mm. It, by the way, can you say turd on extraterrestrial podcast?
0: You, you can. You can. I just did. I would I would say perhaps your hunger is is getting the best of you. I, I can sort of tell. Well, I know you, I, you, you had Starbucks. Like You can't be complaining that much. I have,
1: the Starbucks cross-tweet, I found it on the first day at like 930 in the morning, hasn't been open in the morning since. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a self-respecting Starbucks anywhere in the world, you need to be open at nine in the morning. Uh, maybe they're on L.A. time. I don't know. I did find it. It was open today. I, I got back there today, right? But I I found a Burger King and I went in and the, and there was a German guy in there. He's in, he spoke English. Uh, he was able to tell me they did have the uh, plant based burger. I, I had a Burger King uh, burger and some French fries. It was like I went to Spago's. It was. <laughs> I, I've been surviving on uh, <laughs> potato salad from the Seven the Eleven next door.
0: You you, you, and, you sound like the worst traveler, by the way. You're like, oh, I'm in Japan. Better not eat any Japanese food. Like no, I know, it, I know it's because it's vegetarian, but still.
1: Well, it, the, the vegetarian thing. But the other thing is, 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 uh, you know, on my previous trips, I was sampling all kinds of stuff, Because right. I could figure out what it was. Oh, this is seaweed burger. Okay, I'll try that. Um, I don't know what any of this stuff is, and that's the problem. Because, right. you know, even in Russia, most of the letters were you could sort of put the letters together and sort of figure out what mm-hmm. something was. This J- Japanese
0: um, is not a Latin based language. It's all
1: the it, Yeah, all the kanji, the And you, I can't, I, I don't understand any of it. And I can't get anyone to really to speak to me, by the way, speaking of not understanding people, the maid was in the room when I came back from my Burger King run. And she pointed to her watch and said she was coming back to finish cleaning at some time. I have no idea she could walk in any minute now. So if that happens, um, be prepared for that. So anyway, by the way, we've been going to – all of us have been going to 7-Eleven a lot. I don't know if you knew this about 7-Eleven. Not only does it have really good food here, the aforementioned potato salad, which I've had almost every night, but they have more liquor than a bev- BevMo. It's incredible. Oh, nice. Um, yes. And uh, 30% of the world's 7-Elevens are in Japan which it's a Japanese company, apparently.
0: Really? I didn't know that yeah. at all. That's very, okay, very they're, they're,
1: interesting. They're like everywhere. You, you're, That's what my boss tells me anyways. He could be making it up, <laughs> but, I don't know.
0: By the way, feel the berm in the chat room uh, has the line of the night so far. Kevin is a worse traveler than the galaxy. That's That was, that, <laughs> that was very, very well. Good job. Like, I,
1: on previous trips, I, I experimented a lot. It's just the Japanese stuff is is really throwing me for a loop. Um, right now, we're expecting a typhoon, as you probably heard. It's going to be a tropical storm, but by the time it hits, if it hits, but the outer bands have already, uh, uh can't, you know, affected surfing. They've affected, they've canceled rowing today. They've canceled archery. Um, baseball practice for the U S team was canceled. This gold medal game in softball is supposed to go on today. And I think they're just going to use regular softball rules. If they can play, they play, but if the rain gets heavy or, you know, whatever the U S women's team, which is why, by the way, I have to bug out of here in about 40 minutes because they right. have to catch my bus for the three hour ride to the media center. Um, Traffic is here is insane. Okay. Um, but uh, the U.S. game is uh, going to be played outside of Tokyo today in an area that is right sort of in the path of the hurricane. So they may or may not play. We're hearing um, the path see- keeps seeing it change a little bit, um, but we're hearing that it's supposed to come ashore Wednesday, our time about two in the
0: morning or so gotcha gotcha all right well uh your wife texted me and she said uh that whenever i hear about all your complaining i should just tell you to be a goldfish all right so be Be a a goldfish be be a goldfish kevin season two started last friday I, i watched the first one I'm I'm there. My wife, my wife was upset that there wasn't another one to watch already. But you know what? We may go back and watch the the first one of the second season again. So that's all. You,
1: you Want me to tell you what happens in the next four no, episodes? No, no. And <laughs> okay. you know
0: we'll kick you off this show very quickly uh, if that happens. Uh, let's give everybody a reminder uh, because we are in show week. Uh, our live event at Taps Brewery uh, is coming up on Saturday, July thirty first. Remember, you're on seven at seven p.m. on Friday night. You'll be at Dignity Health Sports Park for the LA Galaxy as they host the Portland Timbers. However, um, the uh, on Saturday night you should be with us at our live event. I got some confirmation today or or at least some what well, it's hard to say confirmation when the schedules could obviously change very quickly. But I got some confirmation on some guests and some things that are happening. Cosmo will be there. I should tell everybody Cosmo will be there. I know that a hundred percent. Um, and then some special guests that we have lined up. There's some, it's, it's getting, it's getting fun. Uh, you should be there. So uh, make sure you get your tickets. You can click on the live button on our website and go down to the buy tickets. I think there's six bucks with fees and all that stuff. Uh, and that just helps us sort of offset. But again, if you can't afford it, just show up anyway. I don't care. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Linda Pickles going to be there. She, I think she's going to put up a little, um, LA galaxy sort of mini museum. Um, I gave her some, some ideas. I told her that I loved Robbie Keene. Um, and so she had some Robbie Keane stuff, you know, we could, we could do that. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. I know Kevin, we're going to, I think we're going to try to connect with you during the live show while you're in Tokyo. We're going to call you on your phone and wherever you are, we'll, we'll make you talk to us. But you
1: got, you got bigger celebrities to worry about. By the way, you you look you look older. Has yeah. something happened in the last week?
0: Yeah, I got I got way old. I'm 40 now, so yeah. That was a that was a big thing. And I've eaten a lot of tiramisu in the last like week too cuz that was what I wanted for my birthday. Usually I'm a tiramisu guy. So my wife goes to our uh, the Italian restaurant that I sort of grew up next to and uh, she gets the it serves 16 and then I eat like most of that myself. So um
1: Yeah. You, you, so you're 40. Even if you were a goalkeeper, people be saying, man, he's he's old. They got to. Got to get young
0: in a hurry. As a podcaster, they're starting to say, "Seriously, this guy again?" That's that's what it is. Yeah, I I understand that 100. All right, let's get to the LA Galaxy game. A four nothing loss to FC Dallas. Um, uh, listen, results. That's it. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, go I on. was gonna say move on and, and go. No, I mean, here's the thing, and I certainly, if people weren't watching this game, and I think even some people who are watching it will find it sort of hard to believe, the Galaxy didn't play that bad. Um, you can certainly say four nothing is a very lopsided score and it is absolutely 100% don't won't disagree. Galaxy shouldn't give up four goals. Um, they gave up two of those pretty luckily. Um, with bad bounces and sort of things, you know, the first one that Dan Stares tried to stop on a reaction ball that was going to go through. Uh, if he doesn't touch it, it probably goes to Jonathan Bond, but he didn't know whether or not he was going to be able to get to it, and he didn't know if there was somebody in behind him. Um, and so, as much as people want to say that's bad defending, it's not bad defending. It's just unlucky defending. And the Galaxy had that happen twice in that game. Um, I think the third goal was just sort of unlucky defending as well. They 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 trapped the player, they trapped the ball, and the ball bounces sideways and goes right to Pepe, uh, who ended up having a hat trick. Youngest player in MLS history to score a hat trick in a game at 18 years and some days I forget exactly how many days but
1: think about this if he didn't show up it was one to nothing it was was one
0: they probably wouldn't have scored the fourth goal if that was the case Um, so Pepe
1: had three goals guess how many shots on goal the Galaxy had how many Three.
0: three three yeah there's it's. Uh, I'm going to show you some stats in this that sort of. I think in my mind, sort of tell me that what I saw was, you know, an LA Galaxy g- team that worked really hard um, and just didn't have anything left in the tank in, in the third game of three day a, a third game of three on the road in eight days um and it was funny talking to Sasha Klesch and talking to Greg Vanny especially Sasha i said you know i think even for mls this seems extreme you have two games that you play at altitude in the heat and sasha pointed out he goes you know those games in in salt lake were hot too he i think 96 degrees at one point was kickoff it got cool after that but it was 96 degrees at kickoff at one point whenever they were in uh, in salt lake and then they go out to dallas which is a special place as well um and so
1: 96 degrees and over 50% humidity Yep. That game. By the way, it's very humid here in Japan. I don't know if people realize the summers here are very hot and humid. This is kind of Miami humidity, not as bad as El Salvador, where mm-hmm. it was last month. But yep. I mean, El Salvador hell is not as bad as El Salvador.
0: So no, no, absolutely um, not.
1: But you know, Sasha talked afterwards about let's remember that half the starting lineup in that game they had come from Europe. And yes, I know it's hot in France, and uh, but it's nothing like Dallas in the summer. I mean, you know, the ninety-six degrees in the humidity it's insane and that that was the first time those players experienced weather like that first of all and, and the first time they experienced weather like that on the third in the third game in an eight-day span all on the road two of the game previous games at altitude so he said it's not a mental thing it, it, the, the galaxy are fine mentally it's a physical thing yeah. they just they're you know the conditions were just it uh, just overwhelm them i i don't it sounds like an excuse. I don't think it is an excuse. Well, can I think can we stop with that?
0: Can we, can we stop with the ever using the, the excuse word? Because I see that with galaxy fans and they act like that should make them feel better. They're like, Hey, no excuses. These are not excuses. And I think we've said no, this No, They're, the ex, they're,
1: explanation, they're yes. explanations. That's different. Uh, and there are coaches that do that, that make excuses. You hear all the time. Oh, the referee, uh, you see it a lot on social media. Galaxy fans do it. Oh, the, if the ref wasn't uh, a Homer or the ref had the money, you know, the Dallas money in his pocket. No, the heat and the immunity played a role. It was difficult. Um, the galaxy were flat. Once they got behind, uh, you know, uh, Vanny talked about, he's not upset with the effort. The effort was fine. and And it was, but I mean, I, I do think that when you're playing in that kind of heat, when you get behind one to nothing or two to nothing that's one thing. When you're down four nothing in that kind of heat and humidity, I think what you want to do at that point is just finish the game out, get back on the plane and go home, start over
0: again. Well, I mean Greg shut it down after the third goal. He's, he admitted that much. He said, "You know what?" He goes, "And this here's the thing. You get you go down two nothing in the first half and people can say that the Galaxy and eSupers in the uh, chat room saying, "You know, the Galaxy gave up after the second goal." They absolutely did not give up after the second goal. The Galaxy actually played and finished out the half in an okay Sort of spot there, you know, Derek Williams blowing coverage on an easy corner kick on Pepe's second goal was probably the worst play out of the entire night. Um, Other than that, the LA Galaxy, you know, did the same things that they have been doing. And in this particular game. You couldn't do that, right? It was giving the way giving the ball away in bad places and then having to, as as Greg Vanny said, you know, you're perfectly comfortable, you're in attack, you know that you're fine, and then you give the ball away in a bad spot, and all of a sudden you have to sprint 40 or 50 yards in order to get back. He goes, You can't afford to do that in that heat, in that humidity, in the third game of a three-game road trip. I mean, It's and and I think that Galaxy fans want to expect that that Galaxy players or professional athletes are some sort of superheroes, that heat and humidity and altitude doesn't affect them and that they're able to recover as fast as, you know, as as they think that they should. Right. I mean, bottom line is, Kevin, that if you and I were out there running around at altitude and then you told us, you know, two days later in a different city and heat and humidity, you had to also go and run around some more. We'd be dead. All right. And you can't. And and obviously, we're not professional athletes. I don't want to compare us, but there's an effect that that has a cumulative effect that keeps happening and you drain a battery and you keep draining a battery. There's only so much battery left at the end of that. And unfortunately for the galaxy who are not a good team or or not a deep team, um, you know, and and certainly I'm I'm looking at teams who who did well during this. Right. You look at Sporting Kansas City or you look at New England who who did well during their sort of three games. And I think SKC only played two games. So that's even that's not even a surprise. But um, whenever you look at the three games like New England, Bruce has had that team now, what, for the second or third year? Is this is this second year or third year? Yeah. I
1: think it's se- well second full year.
0: Second full year for him, right? He's built that team with depth in mind, and you have them go out and they have a nine point three game week, right? I mean, that's the idea, and Vanny's going to do that too. But they're not there yet, and everybody well, knows they're not there yet.
1: Well, and, and I mean, the Galaxy are one three and one in July since Chicharito went out. They've get, they've given up eleven goals. They've scored six. No one has stepped up to take Chicharito's spot, but. You know, when you mentioned the depth, they were without four guys. Chicharito's injured. They got three starters. Well, actually five starters or five players, but three starters. Right. in uh, international, they have Efrain, Sebastian and, and, and Jonathan Dos Santos, who scored for Mexico in their in their Gold Cup quarterfinal. So they're playing these three mm-hmm. games in eight days. They're missing four starters. They're missing six players overall. Um, they have the weather conditions. Um, but on the other hand, no one stepped up. I mean, that, that's not an excuse either. That's a, an, another explanation. Nobody stepped up. One, three and one. They can't do that. And you and I talked before we went on the air. And and, and again, as usual, I was right and you're wrong. But right. we talked about how the Galaxy. Uh, yes, you're right about it, the difficulty of playing on the road. And Dallas is a hard place to play. And then out two games in altitude, which wait, wouldn't wait, have happened normally wait, if Vancouver had been. Home. Wait, wait,
0: wait. You said Dallas is a difficult place to play. They're a yes, very, is. very difficult place to play, right? I mean, well, we we know that their record is that they haven't lost a home game in 16 straight home games. That's a ridiculous record. They may not be good this year, but they are not bad when they play at home.
1: Well, and they beat New England at home. And and remember, the, the Galaxy would have played that first game in Vancouver, not at altitude, if it hadn't been for MLS putting Vancouver where they were, which is in Sandy, Utah. My point was... This was a three game road trip against three bottom feeders. They spent the time in, in, in Utah, which is not at home, but it's not traveling um, back and forth, back and forth, back. So there, there was a little bit, maybe an advantage there. You know what? The galaxy needed more than a point out of this road trip. Yep. And I don't care where you say you get it. They needed more than a point. I, I thought four points, a win and a draw would have been good. That would have been they got points in two games. Yep. Um, three points would have been better than one, obviously, but, um, um, uh, uh, one point from those three games against those three teams mm-hmm. uh, that's that's just not good.
0: Well, I, I mean, we talked about it whenever it happened too, right? the The one game that they really screwed up, the game that they played the worst in, Actually was the game that they lost to Vancouver um, that first game because here they are the fully rested coming in in a week um, going up against a Vancouver team that listen has been in winning positions so many times this year and hasn't won. Um, they're they're one of the most unlucky teams that you sort you saw them play against LAFC in, in a game that they probably should have won um, as well so um, they lose that game against Vancouver that was the game that they should have won the RSL game was the hard game. And they got a point out of it, which would have been a great result had they beaten Vancouver. You go win and then you go a draw there. And it's John in the chat room says something really, really, I think spot on. He says the excuses or explanations should come after, not before. Discussion and questions in advance plant the seed for excuses. Um, the the explanations, and Vanny said this ahead of time before we even started the road trip. Um, and he said this to reporters was he was worried about the game in Dallas he was not so much worried about the the short change between the Vancouver and RSL games but he was worried about the short turnaround between the RSL game and traveling down to Dallas he knew that was going to be a hard game he knew that was going to be a, you know a tough one um, and we talked to him even before the they played uh, Dallas and I've sort of said you know what do you make of this Dallas team they don't lose at home and he's and he's like yeah he goes you know they haven't been great on the road and that sort of killed him and he goes and they haven't won a bunch of games at home he goes but you know no doubt about it it's a difficult place to play and so um you know it's one of those things so so vanny you know it, you want explanations beforehand vanny basically said that third game is going to be super super difficult to sort of play um in that and and it turned out to be and again Uh, go look at the stats and sort of look how the galaxy played in that first half. If they could find somebody to finish in this game, Kevin, uh, they would have been just fine because they created a bunch of chances actually. Um, but they haven't. And that's sort of the Chicharito thing, right? We've talked about Chicharito and how important he is to this team and without a second striker. And yes, we have the rumor. Yes, we will talk about it. Um, coming up here in a little bit, but when you look at this, um, the LA Galaxy were very much within this game. Um, you know, you look at Dallas's expected goals, and I told you they got lucky on a couple goals. Their expected goals was one point four, so they should have scored between one and two goals, not four. Uh, look at the LA Galaxy; they should have scored between one and two goals at one point three on the expected goals. Um, they didn't play poorly; they did not finish. And that finishing is, is certainly uh, pointed at at somebody like Kevin Cabral, um, who has not settled yet. And, and Greg Vanny actually talked about him and said, you know, you don't need to be a genius um, to understand that, you know, hey, uh, the uh, that Kevin Cabral has not produced and not done stuff. Um, we can even play some of the audio about Kevin Cabral there. But for me in this game, it wasn't about effort. Uh, you know, I, I know people are talking about Vanny's formation, and I know the LA Galaxy put out sort of this four, three, three. Uh, you know, hey, this is how the LA Galaxy are going to play. They didn't play like that. Uh, Victor Vasquez didn't play as a forward. He wasn't a false nine. Uh, he played more as a ten in a creative role. Actually, was one of the higher-rated players from Thought Mob. I know people don't want to, uh, you know, actually pay attention to that, but he played okay in the position they sort of. So they played more in a four-four-two, but the problem was that it wasn't really a two either because Kevin Cabral did not get into this, um, into this game um, at all. And the more he drifts inside, again, we've said it multiple times on this podcast, the more he drifts inside, the more problems uh, the LA Galaxy have had. The real stud. Um, um, of this entire road trip, Kevin, if you can say that, uh, after only getting one point out of nine, uh, is, is Samuel Grancier. Guy didn't score a goal, but absolutely worked his butt off, is is doing all the hard work. Looks like Roman Alessandrini in a lot of ways in just his tireless effort to keep moving. Um, he was one of the few guys who had a lot of energy throughout this entire game, um, and he just can't find that finishing thing yet. But he's hit the crossbar a bunch of times. I mean, He's close. Uh, so I think if you're taking any sort of positives away from this, it's that Grant Sear feels like he is he is ready to to sort of break out and be that 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 player that everybody wants him to be.
1: Well, and, and you know if you look at the if you want to look at the glass being half full, uh, the Galaxy are still in third place. They didn't lose any ground. They came into the month in third place. They're still in third place. Wh- they didn't wh- lose any ground.
0: Which says what? what? Which says what about the rest of the teams in the Western Conference over yeah, the? Yeah, everybody else trend? sucked
1: this month too. But uh, that's the glass half full. The glass half empty is. Well, if they had picked up a couple points, they would have moved up. And, yep. and we know the other teams are going to get hot at some point. It's, it, you know, it, sports is it's so cyclical. It's, it, you, it, you always finish with the stat. You know, you always finish where the back of your baseball card says you're supposed to finish. You know, it, yeah. it, you have ups and downs, but you always find that medium. Um, so the Galaxy had a chance to pick up ground. They didn't do it, but they didn't lose any ground. So, you know, it's kind of a wash. But what I wanted to say is if they ha- have a winner or tie against Portland and Colorado does not win its game, they can have a draw or, or a loss, Galaxy will go into August in third place for just the second time since 2016. Yep, It's not bad. Yep. Halfway through the season in third place, very comfortable playoff position. Seattle has lost twice now. They may be a little bit uncatchable, especially the way they played with all those teenagers in the last game. Um, they may uh, be a little bit uncatchable. Uh, Kansas City is certainly right there. But, you know, even third place, it gets you a home playoff game
0: it is uh, it's a good position to be in and and I'll say this there's a midweek game for LAFC they have a chance to to, Thursday, to ju- yeah, yeah to jump against up Minnesota. against Minnesota and so they could jump up and tie the LA Galaxy there It would put them a uh, a, a game ahead i think they, the LA Galaxy would have a game in hand against LAFC in that particular um, scenario so uh, just sort of keep that in mind as as the LA Galaxy go you know let's get to cabral though because we've talked so much about him and sort of what he's supposed to do and and Greg Vanny even talked um you know about uh, sort of what Kevin Cabral, um, you know, could do. And maybe because he's a designated player, everybody expects him to do. So I want to give you. Uh, Damien asked the question. And I thought it was a great question. Um, it's been a very quiet uh, media calls without you on there, Kevin, by the way. Just wanted to point out it's been like, you know, me and Damien sort of just hanging out, having a good time. So um, let's. Uh, well, I
1: tell intelligent questions. I'm sure the guys <laughs> are appreciating this change.
0: I'm, I'm sure that's it. Uh, but Damien asked about Kevin Cabral. I thought Vanny's. Interest is very, because I see people in the chat room. I see people during the game. They need to sit Kevin Cabral. You don't sit your young designated player. You don't break him. That's not what it is. He's trying to figure this out. He looks lost in the system. And I think Greg Vanny does a great job of explaining and being very frank about where, uh, where Kevin Cabral is. So here's a, uh, here's Greg Vanny after the game.
2: Yeah. He, he didn't have a, a ton of impact in, in the games in terms of those things, goals and assists and, and things like that. So that's evident, that's easy easy to see. Anybody can kind of see that stuff. Um, you know, I think he's he's learning. He's a young man who's he's 21, just turned 22. Uh I think the expectation when you have a DP tag is you're coming in and light it up, but we see the value for him too is that he still needs to fill out some physically. He needs to learn the league, he needs to learn to manage the physicality. I think some of his running is clever and sometimes we pick him up and sometimes we don't. Sometimes he tries to play in combination so quick that uh, it becomes like we turn over the ball in those moments and it needs to sometimes just slow down just a little bit and connect with the group so um, his intentions are good he he's you know he's trying to adapt to, to to things and and you know he will as he continues to to work through this and so um, part of it for me is to try to help him learn try to help him grow uh, and and try to help him to adapt as we continue to move forward and the group continues to fill out but for me there's I, I didn't expect him to come in and score 10 goals. I think he's been in good spots and, and hasn't executed in, in times. And, um, uh, and yeah, he needs to continue to learn and grow. But we think, uh, we th- obviously we, we know this. His future and his upside is, is excellent. Uh, but I think physically he's got to try to figure out how to not figure out. He's got to grow and meet the demands of the physicality of the league sometimes and sometimes just slow down and play in connection in, in partnership with his teammates a little bit and, and not try to rush things through. So. Um, yeah, he'll it, he'll come around. It's a it's a work in progress.
0: There we go. A little a little, a little Greg Vanny for uh, for everybody there talking about Kevin Cabral. Yes,
2: you, you know what he left out. He left out the
1: the I don't think people understand this or, or completely understand it. The benefit of watching from the sidelines for a player, um, any player, but especially one who's struggling, to look at the the game from a different angle. Yeah, I know they watch a ton of film, but the film is. It's film. It's it's old. It, to watch the game develop from the sidelines, you see things that you can't see on the field. Even Zlatan, who you know was a twenty-year professional veteran, as opposed to Cabral, or you know Cabral's played a couple years. Right. Even uh, Zlatan said that first seventy minutes of his first game, he learned a ton. That's how he scored that that long goal over Tyler Miller. He said he noticed from the sidelines that the goalkeeper was was coming out of the net and he wouldn't have noticed that if he was in the game. So you learn a lot by watching. Obviously, you see a lot when you watch. Um, and uh, you know, I th- Greg didn't mention that, but I think there's probably a benefit uh, of that for Cabral as well. You know, I think mentally having him sit there and watch the team struggle and knowing that he wasn't able to help, I think that's a benefit too. I think it probably fires him up a little bit. Like, you know, my team is going down and I'm not doing anything to help them. So I think mentally and, and, and then educationally, I think it was probably a really smart decision.
0: Yeah, it, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening here with uh with Kevin Cabral. I'll tell you right now, I'm not worried Um, and I don't think there's anything. The, the LA Galaxy, you know, this is a five year project. Now, it's probably not a five year project, right? But it's a two. It's at least a two year project, Kevin. It's at least a three year project uh, whenever you look at what they're trying to do and the benefits that are coming because of the young designated player instead of a just regular designated player are going to show themselves and already have with Efrain Alvarez and and uh, and uh, Julie Harajo. Julie Harajo signing their extensions in the LA Galaxy, inking those. And making those them both U twenty two players, and there's another U twenty two player um, in the uh, in the 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 crosshairs. Yeah, the crosshairs. We can say that as well. Oh,
1: really? Oh, Tell me about that. No, I'm
0: not. No, not yet. I don't want oh, to. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's coming up, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to oh, say. There's
1: the, there's the rhombus again.
0: Yeah, this is the LA Galaxy shape in this, and you can see um, that Grant Sarah was really one of the few forwards there. Um, certainly with uh, with Victor Vasquez tucking in. Um, that was uh, that was interesting, and then Cabral. I do not like to see him. And, and for those of you on the podcast, Cabral's, uh, you know, just over the half line, uh, well behind where Grant here is. And he's tucked more into the middle than I would like to see him as a winger. He's a better winger. And the biggest problem with Cabral right now is that he has to play inside because the LA Galaxy don't have a second striker. Also, big rumor. We're going to talk about it. Um, so being that that is, you're already playing him out of position in places. Um, and then now not only are you playing him out of position, um, but he's having to adapt and struggle all this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of where we sit with this. Um, I'll say that if you look at, uh, and people who question, I've seen, uh, this stupid statement multiple times so far is that the LA galaxy, uh, didn't play with enough. Uh, they didn't play for the the badge on the shirt. There wasn't enough effort. Um, again, they won the duels. Um, they won the tackles attempted, they win, the tackles succeeded. the aerial duels uh, won, the interceptions won. Um, Whenever you look at all this, that's not a team that lacks effort. Um, it's a team that lacked and, finishing. And Greg
1: Vanny said so. Greg Vanny said he was pleased with the effort.
0: Yeah, and by the way, he's right. Um, and and Vanny said this after the game, said it to us, and you can go listen to the entire one. It's on our on our uh, YouTube channel or on our website. Is you can go listen to the entire post game. Uh, listen to him talk about it. He said, I after halftime, we're down two nothing. I told the guys that they would have ten minutes to sort of react to this. You have the first ten minutes. You better get a reaction. You better score a goal. He goes, and then that puts us in a good position for the rest of the game. And let's do it. So it's two nothing in the first ten minutes the LA Galaxy get that uh, their second unlucky bounce to, to Pepe who, who scores his third goal uh, five minutes into the into the second half and that was it and Greg Vanny shut it down after that so if you want to be angry at anybody for a fourth goal or for the Galaxy not getting back into this Greg Vanney said after that he goes in, in the long term it's better for me to rest somebody like Sasha Klesch and Victor <laughs> Vasquez it's better to, for me to put those guys you know on the bench and rest the guys who have been you know sort of struggling through this road trip um, because it's not going to it's not worth it in this heat and humidity to come here and try to get that back at three, nothing just shut it down and you shut it down. And the galaxy did a good job of pressing. Um, The galaxy did a good job of creating chances. In fact, most of their chances were in the second half. Uh, The galaxy are a set piece team and they can score off set pieces. So that was uh, where a lot of their expected goals came from. Um, But here, you know, the fourth goal, Dan is cramps up trying to go after the guy, and it was already a breakaway. It was already a bad position. The Galaxy had put themselves in because they were pressing up trying to score goals. So again, um, you know, yes, four goals is is ridiculous. Uh, when I look at that, I see one really bad goal in this entire sort of thing, and that was where Derek Williams mistimed his jump, I think, on the second one um, on the corner kick. Other than that, there were some pretty unlucky bounces for the Galaxy. And maybe they got the lucky bounces earlier in the year, Kevin. I know people like to say that these things even themselves out. Uh, maybe the lucky bounces came and this is just a little bit of, uh, of tough love.
1: Well, we, we've been talking on the show all along. When the Galaxy were 8-4, and four, we were saying, look, the team is really not that good. We were surprised they were 8-4. and four. And we looked at the, the strength of their opponents, and they really haven't beaten a good team this year. Um, and, and so 8-4 and four seemed like, you know, reasonable, but were they really that good? Were we getting too excited? They're not as bad as they've been in July at 1-3-1. and one. Yeah. Remember, they're playing without without the guy they built their team around. Now, you can argue about whether that was smart to build a team around one guy, but that's what happens in a lot of leagues. Uh, it certainly happens in MLS. Teams build around one personality. So they weren't as good at, as they were at 8-4. They're not as bad as they are at 1-3-1. and one. But put those two things together in the Portland game is huge. Why? Because it's beatable beatable opponent. They're outside the playoff picture right now. It's a team the Galaxy should beat. They're at home. After they've been gone for the last three games. Um, yes, they're still without their starters, but th- it's a character test. How do you react to a road trip where you get one point? How do you react to coming home at the end of a one, three, and one month? How do you react to trying to prove that you're as good as you were at eight and four and not as bad as you were at one, three, and one? All those factors come in. It's a character test. And this is a team with some veterans like Sasha Kleshton. Uh, Jonathan Bond is a veteran, maybe not an MLS veteran, but he's been around you know, over a decade. Um, this is a test for some of these guys. Uh, I think they're going to pass it, but it's a test nonetheless. If they come out and, and just don't react at all, that's a really bad sign. If they come out and fight and, say, run up a big score, 3, three nothing, 4 nothing, something like that, then, then they clearly get the message. So uh, I'm going to be watching not only for how they play and for the result, but for uh, you know how big of a result is it. Do they blow them out? Um, because I think the Galaxy sort of need to do that to to feel good about themselves now.
0: I, I think they get three points against Portland on Friday, and it doesn't matter how it sort of happens; they'll feel just fine. Remember, well, no,
1: I, I, I do think they need to run up a big result because they really haven't. They've had, I think, maybe one game, the San Jose game, and there maybe one one other game Dallas. at home where they. Dallas, where they mm-hmm. dominated. I, I do think they need to dominate a game, and if they do that again without those f- four starters, I think maybe Chicharito will be back. But if they do that without, you know, the core of their their midfield, that's a really big message.
0: Yeah, it, it would. It's certainly interesting. I'll tell you the one thing that uh, is certainly a positive from this game is that uh, Danilo Acosta made his return for the LA Galaxy. It's 519 days after suffering a major knee injury. He makes his return, got to play. I cannot I cannot understate how important Danilo Acosta is to this game. Um, And to this team, because uh, if you look at Jorge Villafana, who is a good player, but is probably not capable, Kevin, of playing every single minute of every single game as he has done up until this point through the first 15 games Um, outside of when Acosta actually came on. I think that was the first time that uh, Villafana actually got subbed off in a game and didn't have to play all 90 minutes. Um, but you need to be able to give Viafanya rests in some games. You need to be able to pull him off and say, "Okay, you've done you've done well. Let's let you know D- Danny come in and and sort of smooth things out." And they haven't had that option, right? So the well, yeah,
1: Villafon is a guy we haven't talked about this year at almost at all. And he's just been a solid. He's like an offensive lineman, solid guy doing his job, not flashy, you know, not making the uh, scoring the winning goal. But just solid, and and you don't notice him. He, he's I thought I think
0: he's been excellent. He, he's been very very solid, and and everything that you sort of wanted in that position. But again, you can't have him play every minute, right? You need to give him some rest. Um, and Danny Acosta allows this now to happen. um You know that allows it to come in and, and sort of uh, play a different role now for the for the LA Galaxy is Acosta being healthy, so it adds depth, which is certainly something the LA Galaxy need. It adds depth at a position where they currently don't have anybody at and. So So uh, with Viafania in that position, I I think the Galaxy are in a much, much better position uh, headed into, you know, another very busy August end of July and then very busy August um, as we continue through with that. So uh, a Galaxy lose four to nothing overall uh, the road trip, not good. um, But when you look at where the LA Galaxy still sit and where they're at, I think the, the, I think the Galaxy themselves would be pretty happy with sort of where they are uh, currently positioned. And again, Uh, Outside of sort of SKC and Seattle, although Seattle struggled, big surprise. You have a whole bunch of guys who are off on international duty and different things like that. They're going to struggle. um, And with all the injuries they've had as well, Um, you can sort of see that, uh, you know, they're outside of that, that the Western Conference is very clumped very close together. Uh, there's some good teams There's some bad teams, but there's certainly not like this super big separation between playoff teams and non-playoff teams um, that I see right now. I think it's very, a lot closer. So I think the galaxy stay close and can score to get in there. Uh, you know, a game against Portland is one that realistically they should, they should probably win. So uh, we'll keep an update on, uh, we'll keep a watch. And you
1: say that. they've got a long road, uh, sort of a long homestand coming up. They
0: play five of their next six games are at home. Five of their next six. That is, I mean, Hey, say what you want. I, and, I, and I've and i said it many times, Kevin, is that winning on the road is difficult in Major League Soccer, right? It's very difficult. Do it for three games in a row. It becomes even more difficult. Um, but you should win home games. The LA Galaxy have some difficult games coming up, certainly. Uh, they have Portland coming up on Friday. Then they'll host Real Salt Lake, who I think they're better than. So that's a game maybe they should win. Then they're playing. They host Vancouver, who they are better than. So that's a game that they should win. They go to Minnesota, and then they come back, um, and they play against Colorado, who is a good team and is very close to where I think the LA Galaxy are and may even be a better team than the LA Galaxy, but they have them at home. That should be a win for the LA Galaxy. They play San Jose, who is not a good team. That should be a win for the LA Galaxy. And then there's the All-Star break, and then there's the game where they go to Bank of California Stadium. So the next five of their seven games are at home for the LA Galaxy. You want to talk about disaster, disaster is not picking up the points that they're supposed to.
1: Well, and the two-week stretch between the Minnesota and LAFC games, I think that's a big stretch because they're going to play Minnesota, which it plays well at times on the, on the road. That could be a difficult game, especially if they're, you know, we don't know where everything's going with COVID, but we're going to assume right now that Minnesota will be that it will be a packed stadium, a great environment. Then they come home with Colorado, which, as you said, is a very good team. Um, they are still sort of like the Galaxy. I think people are looking at them saying, is this for real or is this all smoke and mirrors? So those two games will be tough. Then they got kind of a, a, of an easy one in between, you, uh, presumably an easy one with San Jose. Right. And then that long road trip to LAFC, uh, they're starting to play well now. So there's
0: they almost they, they almost lost to Vancouver. They should have lost well, to Vancouver.
1: Yeah, right. They, they're winless in their last two, but they, they're playing better now than they were before. And Vela scored in three straight games. They're not the LAFC of the past, but they're a team that that can beat you. Uh, so there's there's, I think, three tough games in that four-game stretch. That'll tell us a little bit more about the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it should. Um, The LA Galaxy and their Gold Cup uh, players, uh, there's games coming up on Thursday. Uh, The United States will play against uh, Qatar, and that game is at, I think, 4.30 p.m. Um, So that one is on uh, Thursday, July 29th. That's where Sebastian Legette will be in that game Um, and ended up playing uh, well, uh, I think, in their quarters against Jamaica. That was a really interesting game to watch last night, if some of you watched it. Um, And then you had Mexico, who really ran you know, sort of rampant over... I think Honduras was, if I'm correct in remembering, um, and 3-0, Jonathan Dos Santos had a, had a worldy go, uh, goal there, perhaps maybe one of the goals of the tournament. Try that.
1: Just try that again.
0: I can't. The coffee's kicking in. I'm going all sideways anyway. Uh, so Mexico and Canada will face off uh, later on Thursday night. So uh, those are your three LA Galaxy players who are still in the Gold Cup. People Gonzalez and O'Neill Fisher will be returning and should already, quote, be returned to the LA galaxy on this. So, um, but yeah,
1: that's. Let's talk just a minute about Qatar because people wonder why is that, you know, why are they even in the World Cup or in the Gold Cup rather? Well, they are hosting the World Cup in 2022. Um, I I think they were a little concerned about being embarrassed, um, you know, just as Russia was in the last World Cup and the Russian team played fairly well in the group stage. So in, in 2018, the Asian Federation, which Qatar is part of, and CONCACAF made an agreement to invite Uh, teams to come play in the next two gold cups. Um, And Qatar has spent a ton of money. Their team is all domestic based. Every player plays in Qatar, Um, but they've spent a ton of money trying to upgrade their team. They have an all Spanish coaching staff that came from Barcelona. They they're unbeaten in their last 12 games uh, dating to December. Uh, They have two wins over El Salvador. They beat uh, Honduras, Honduras being a world cup team. They beat Croatia's U21 team. They had draws with Panama, a world cup team and Ireland. Um, they played really well in this Gold Cup. I don't think they're going to beat the U.S. I think the U.S. is by far the biggest test that they've had so far. But this Qatar team is not is not that bad. And if they get past the U.S., presumably they'll find Mexico in the final, an even bigger test. If they were to do that, they would certainly earn the Gold Cup championship. And remember, the Gold Cup championship, that's the, the, the CONCACAF, the Confederation Championship. Qatar already has the Asian championship. They would be the first team in modern history to have – two confederation championships at the same time
0: i mean i mean interesting i'll I'll tell you from the galaxy perspective uh you hope that canada beats mexico and that cutter uh beats uh the united states that way you get all your players back as quickly as possible so um
1: you're really going to cheer against the united states i i
0: I, first of all don't care second of all i (laughs) i'm i I, I watch enough soccer like i do not care it's not one of those (laughs) things i i know greg Vanny is is cheering for sebastian Legette to get back and cheering for jonathan dos santos and (laughs) Ephraim alvarez
1: but go put, put put that schedule back up because there's something that you said that's very interesting here. Okay, so not that schedule, the Galaxy uh, oh, schedule. Oh, the
0: Galaxy schedule. All right, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Galaxy schedule. Okay,
1: so they the the, the Gold Cup game is Thursday, mm-hmm. and then the Galaxy play Friday. Those guys could, if even if they had a, a supersonic jet, they're not even if Jeff Bezos lent them where, his rocket. Where do
0: system. you think? Where do you think they're playing in the United States that they couldn't get back for a Friday night game? I'm not saying it would happen. I'm just saying no, yes, you absolutely I, I, could make it back.
1: But I don't think it happens. And then the next game with Vancouver, even if they play in the Gold Cup Championship on Sunday, they're back for that one. So I I don't think it makes a difference. Um, Whether they... they they win or lose. I think they're they don't play against Real Salt Lake no matter what, and they do and they are available for Vancouver.
0: We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that's that's where your uh, that's where uh, everything sort of lines up. Those guys. Let's get to your to the power rankings real quick. I just want to talk about this because this this is my 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 boy at Ben Wright on Twitter, who I think does the power rankings right. Uh, currently, LA Galaxy in sixth. I think they dropped two spots there. Uh, makes sense to me. Uh, and again, Nashville. If you're sleeping on Nashville, you're sleeping. Stop sleeping. Pay attention. New York City FC. I mean, hey, uh, I can't. Who do they
1: have as number one? I can't really read Sporting.
0: Sporting is number one, which, by the way, they 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 jumped Seattle or at least they're right next to Seattle and they beat Seattle well um, in that game on Sunday. Um, So, uh, I mean, I don't disagree, uh, but I think it's interesting. New England is at fifth and New England currently leads in the uh, supporter shield race. So um, we'll do that. But you know
1: Nashville has that great defense, and then they won a game recently five to nothing. So they're starting to figure out how to score a little bit.
0: They're fun. Uh, Somebody said that, and
1: they're playing without Walker Zimmerman, who's their best player.
0: They are. They are absolutely. And their defense didn't didn't collapse. Gee, Dave Romney back there again doing everything that he's supposed to be doing. Uh, so anyway, so uh, that's where we sit on that. Let's get to rumor update before you have to bail. Cause I know we're, we're getting close to your, yeah, your right after time. the rumor
1: update. I'm out of here.
0: All right. Uh, let's get to our rumor update then. And let me click on my notes because God knows that I need as many notes as I possibly can find. I, actually,
1: uh, I should, I should go and let you do this is your rumor update. You did this yourself. I should just let you have this one.
0: It, it's absolutely up to you. If you want to bail now, you can, so that way you can, you can go. So goodbye, right, everybody. Hold on. You can, you can say goodbye to everybody Sa- again. Sayonara. Yep. Sayonara. All right, there goes there goes the the Ke-
1: U.S. National Women's National Team game. Yes.
0: We, good good luck. Have fun. Uh, hopefully your 7-Eleven is open so you can get something to eat. <laughs> it's right.
1: open 24/7. It's awesome. You're, you're awesome. Right next to the hotel, it's uh, <laughs> there's another place called Family Mart, which is pretty much the same thing.
0: Gotcha. Um, they're everywhere as well. Anyway, sayonara. Right. All right. Thanks, talk Kevin. We will uh, we will talk to Kevin next week. Um, and rock and roll through that. All right, let's get to your rumor update. Um, I was able to get an update from uh, this morning. So uh, anything that we have reported over the, the last week, which I think on Friday we came out with our report on this rumor. Uh, this rumor sur- uh, surrounds a 21-year-old uh, Dijan Jovelic, and and I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, Jovelic perhaps as well, um, but Jovelic is 21-year-old currently playing for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, He is a guy who has been on loan to a couple different teams and some different leagues as well. Uh, He had 19 goals in the Bundesliga and Europe Europa League in 2020. Uh, 2021 season, certainly a rising star, a guy who is uh, very, very good, has played at Red Star Belgrade as well. I know people were sort of saying, hey, let's make sure everybody is uh, is checking, checking, uh, you know, just uh, backgrounds after, certainly with the Alexander Katai situation. But uh, this seems like a guy who is could be a great second striker for the L.A. Galaxy. We have been telling you on this program that the L.A. Galaxy have been Worried about that second striker position and that they have been working on it. And listen, it should be for years, but really, uh, particularly this year, from the start of this year, that they were working on it. They knew they had some other places to sort of shore up, and they weren't, I I feel like they weren't really satisfied with the directions. Um, or the players that they were getting, and it didn't really fit into their long-term plan. Well, with this 21-year-old striker who definitely can score some goals, um, this is a chance for the LA Galaxy to do something uh, that they sort of set up whenever they brought in Kevin Cabral, uh, and that is sign a player to a U22 uh, project uh, contract. And so uh, right now, uh, Jovulic is going to be a U22 player. Now, uh, whenever we talked on Thursday, or at least whenever I put in the... The update on Thursday, I had talked a little bit about, um, you know, how close this deal was. And as of Thursday or Friday, um, you know, sort of the responses from within the organization um, and, and of course, uh, some people that I was talking to uh, was that it's not close. It was not on the precipice as everybody was announcing. It was not super close and this is going to happen and blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you right now that as of, you know, Monday morning and sort of talking throughout this, it seems like there is some some positive progress along that. So if we would say that this is a three star rumor on our rumor tracker, we are now in the four uh, star rumor. Uh, this is getting closer and closer to being done. I think the L.A. Galaxy can say uh, and are sort of waiting for some some green lights to come back in terms of, hey, yes, this is going to work. Yes, we can do this. Um, yes, there's a whole bunch of things that sort of need to happen. I'm sure league approval, all those other things uh, that we've talked about many times sort of trying to figure out what, what is happening with this. But as a 19-goal uh, scorer, um, as a guy who is just 21 years old um, <laughs> and perhaps around about $4.1 million transfer fee, uh, the U twenty two rule is that that transfer fees are are uh, unlimited. They don't they do not count towards salary cap or anything else. And in fact, uh, you can pay the player up to about six hundred and twelve thousand five hundred that max budget. So the player can make you know some decent money, and make that decent money, um, and the clubs can get uh, you know compensated at over the four million. Um, so. Uh, as the LA Galaxy sit right now, they're expecting sort of that this is progressing in the correct way. Um, so to update sort of our Thursday, Friday talk, I think it was Friday um, to update our Friday talk is that things continue to progress. This is headed towards the signing right now. Uh, there still could be some roadblocks. Things are not done, um, but they're getting closer and closer to done. And I feel like the LA Galaxy are getting more and more confident within um, signing uh, signing Yobalich. Uh, uh, and so uh, we'll see sort of where that lands now in order for this to happen as well the LA Galaxy are tapped out on international slots and tapped out on roster slots 30 players on the main roster and they have the the eight players that they have on an international now they could go out and buy an international slot but they would still have to send somebody down to Galaxy 2 or trade somebody or loan somebody in order to free that up um, here is uh, here is, is sort of an, and this isn't the hard one to sort of guess if you need an international slot you need to free up some salary and you need to free up you know a roster uh slot itself so an international and a roster slot and some salary there's one player the la galaxy have had on the roster who hasn't seen any minutes this year um and seems surplus uh to sort of their goals and that's Pe- <laughs> that's people gonzalez so as you're looking at this uh i think you, if if this deal goes through then you're looking at the last days of people gonzalez with the la galaxy um as well uh, so people Gonzalez looks like he'll either move within the league or he'll move outside of the league. Um, I feel like the LA galaxy think that that's pretty confident that they're going to be able to make that happen. So um, that's, that won't get in the way. Um, that's sort of the thing that's not going to get in the way. That's not going to happen. So as far as the LA galaxy are concerned, um, you know, they, as long as they get all the answers back that they expect that they're going to get back, uh, Jovalich, uh, could be an LA galaxy player here in, in pretty short time. So keep an eye on this and I'll try to update as we go along. I'll put out a, ru- <coughs> excuse me, a rumor update, um, Um, for, uh, for Tuesday morning, I'll go in there and, and update everything that I've reported here. Um, but the LA galaxy are definitely closing in on, on Jovalich and everybody who's reported that as being done is not correct. Um, and we talk about this a a lot saying things are done when they're not done. And then they eventually get done does not mean that you were correct in, in how you do this so I want to make sure the Galaxy fans understand sort of where we're at that's not done it's not across the line but things are looking very positive for the LA Galaxy as they close in um, on this 21 uh, year old striker who can definitely score goals and it, it gives you a reliance on on one even playing with two strikers right you can play him up top with uh, with Chicharito but really it also allows you to, to take some workload off of Chicharito as you try and get him through the rest of the season healthy uh, we're expecting on Wednesday, uh, the LA Galaxy to update us on Chicharito. That is when the media call is happening on Wednesday with Greg Vaney. Probably some select players in there as well. Maybe Jonathan Bond. Um, we'll see who shows up. I was I was sort of saying maybe Chicharito could talk, but we would have to have an injury update that says Chicharito is available and then have Chicharito talk. I said we could pull it off, uh, but sort of keep an eye on Wednesday and we'll update with uh, Sega Kulabale, who seems like he's close to being back, um, and Chicharito, who is also... Uh, close to being back, so uh, that's sort of where where you're sitting um, with the LA Galaxy in this latest rumor. Um, it is true the LA Galaxy. I've had interest in this. It seems like there has been offers being made. I don't know what the exact numbers there are and all that, um, but you basically could get this young 21 year old striker for a salary cap hit in about two hundred thousand um, dollars, even if you pay you know upwards of four or five million dollars in a transfer fee. So, uh, some ridiculous. Uh, dealing by the LA galaxy. I don't know. I've, I've watched this guy play. Uh, somebody said that he remind they sort of, he reminds them of a younger sort of Robbie Keane, which is a, a super flattering look, but obviously you're looking at highlights uh, for, for Jovalich, um and, and sort of how uh, he could come about. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if it it all comes to fruition, but right now I'd say, you know, you have green light, um, to sort of start getting excited about this. It seems like the LA galaxy are going to make this, uh, this move. So, um, the LA galaxy scheduled, they're actually off on Monday. Uh, the team traveled back after Saturday. Um, they traveled back home. I think they even took Sunday off um, to sort of let everybody rest. They were off on Monday as we're recording today. They'll be back training Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then, of course, the 7 p.m. kickoff against uh, the Portland Timbers. That's an ESPN game. I think Brian Dunseth is actually going to be the color guy on this ESPN side of things, so uh, keep that in mind. I might be trying to get Dunny on the show on Thursday. We'll see if we can make that happen so that we can talk to him a little bit before he covers this game against the Portland Timbers coming in. Um, we've talked a bunch about the schedule, uh, just to go over the standings one more time, what Western Conference right now. It's Seattle who's in first in the Western Conference despite losing to Sporting Kansas City on Sunday. Uh, both of these teams have two points per game. Uh, 32 points for Seattle and 30 points for SKC. Uh, Seattle with the 16 16- Uh, games played and supporting Kansas City with just 15 the LA Galaxy are in third five points behind SKC that's where it hurts because you could have closed that gap a little bit Um, had you played better against Vancouver that would have been a chance to sort of jump into second but obviously with the results coming after that maybe it doesn't hold maybe you're still in third place Um, but with 15 games played for the LA Galaxy uh, still have a game in hand according over to Seattle Um, and like I said watch that LAFC game on Thursday um, or or Wednesday I can't remember Kevin was giving us dates and he's a day ahead so whenever he's like oh the Galaxy playing on Saturday no they play on Friday night that type of thing so anyway uh, that LAFC game uh, is going to be an important one to watch to see if they can climb up and tie the LA Galaxy and then the Friday game matters you know all that much more for the for the Galaxy uh, who currently sit in third uh, last in the Western Conference is Austin right now if you look at the Eastern Conference we talked about New England's uh, nine point week uh, off of the three games they had uh, New England up there with 33 points now first in the Supporters Shield as well Nashville in second place in the Western Conference 26 points Orlando Philadelphia Columbus New York City and montreal round out their playoff teams last in the eastern conference and i believe last in major league soccer is miami phil neville david beckham uh certainly uh certainly uh, not doing well uh for all of that as we look at the supporter shield again new england out in front right now by one point uh has 2.06 points per game as well sitting on 16 games uh right there seattle at 16 games as well um and the 32 points so just one point behind new england uh who is coming on big surprise bruce arena uh, somehow finding a way uh to make all of this uh Interesting and 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 uh, and exciting in the Eastern Conference. I want to get to um, a little bit more here. Just sort of uh, you know the the game on. Friday night, and again, it's not Saturday. It's Friday night. Uh, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, 7 p.m. kickoff time. This is a think a 7:18 kickoff. Yes, a 7:18 kickoff for the LA Galaxy um, against Portland. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're getting ready to head to the game. And you know, certainly Portland has been playing a little bit better. Um, so this is a big game for the LA Galaxy uh, as it sort of comes ahead. Um, and uh, you know, for for me. This is sort of the stretch we talked about the next, you know, five, seven games are at home. uh, The teams they're playing aren't teams that are, you know, insurmountable. They are going to be tough games, um, but there's certainly games the LA Galaxy should get points out of. And so, um, you know, looking at the game against uh, against Portland is sort of the kickoff there. Uh, You know, win in any form is exactly what the Galaxy wanted to do. Uh, The Galaxy haven't lost back-to-back games yet this season. And I think they've made that a pride point. And I think they're going to continue to make that a pride point. Uh, but if you go back, at least the last three games, the LA Galaxy have played against Portland, the Galaxy have lost. So keep that in mind um, as you get ready for this Portland game coming up on uh, on Friday night. So that's sort of where I sit on everything Uh, again, a reminder, our live event comes up on Saturday. So Friday night is the game Saturday night. You should be hanging out at taps in Orange County. Um, It's in Tustin. Uh, The directions and everything are on our page corner click the live show button there and you can buy tickets. You can do all that stuff, Uh, but please show up, have a good time. We're going to celebrate my birthday afterwards. So, um, you know, the live show ends at seven Uh, at seven Oh five. I better have more than one beer in my hand. Uh, that would sort of be uh, where where we sit after that. So hopefully you'll come out and have a good time, converse with some LA Galaxy fans and some some people who've been around for a long time, um, and we'll certainly see where the LA Galaxy are. I, again, I'm not worried. I'm I don't think anybody should be hitting the panic button on the LA Galaxy. Um, you know the road trip was tough because they lost to Vancouver. Uh, if if that goes better, and that was the worst game they played all year. Uh, if that game goes better, then I think the road trip goes better. So um just sort of see where they fall and see how they can sort of manage with a week. Now, again, you're not going to get special jetpack, which is, I think, a very integral part to this midfield for the LA Galaxy. You're not going to get... Um, You're not going to get, you know, uh, 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 Jonathan Dos Santos or Efrain Alvarez. And Alvarez is sort of a spot player, spot starter for me. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things. So, um, yeah, I mean, we look at this and say that the LA Galaxy are going to be largely unchanged going against Portland. Um, So, you know, don't expect 100% different things to happen. Uh, I think for me, just want to sort of see how they rebound from this and how they sort of go uh, about this. This is a... Uh, this is a season where the LA galaxy are in a hundred percent sort of turning the boat around, right? Everybody tends to already forget that in 2020, the LA galaxy were a horrible team. Uh, nobody could watch. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things, uh, by the way, a uh, huge shout out to, uh, to Panda, uh, for a, a little, uh, uh it, and I think this might even be in, in, uh, in, in a different currency. So I don't want to get it a hundred, hundred percent. I don't want to be like this is wrong and, and how it goes, but, uh, basically showing a, a Mexican, uh, 200, uh, 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 super chat so that that happens in there thank you Panda Legs. certainly appreciate that thank you very much um, and then Patrick a little five dollar super chat in there says he can't make it to taps but this beer's on me certainly appreciate that as well um, don't expect for the for the LA Galaxy the Jonathan dos Santos um, you know isn't going to be there so again the Galaxy are going to be shorthanded we'll see whether or not Chicharito comes in but I do have a feeling that Chicharito comes back in this game I believe Sega cool could possibly come back and be available on the bench from this game I don't know if those guys start so that's going to be the difference here is Chicharito is going to be up there whether whether they start him or whether he comes in, um, it'll be one of those things that you want to watch uh, for the L.A. Galaxy as they go. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. I think that's it. I think we're good. Um, it's, it's a difficult week for the L.A. Galaxy just in terms of getting their head screwed back on. Um, but it is one where the LA galaxy should win on port- Portland. We're going to talk on Thursday night, certainly get you ready for that game as it comes about. So, uh, I think that about does it. I don't want to go and ramble on forever. Uh, again, please join us for the live show coming up on uh, Saturday night, uh, buy your tickets and hopefully we'll see you out there. And then we have a uh, show on the internet on Thursday night, Saturday night's show will not be broadcast anywhere. We will put it up as a podcast later, but it will not be on YouTube. It will not be live, uh, unless you're there, uh, then you're going to get to have a chance to do it. So, uh, this is a, uh, a super important week and a super important homestand for the LA Galaxy, who their next three games are at home. Um, win those three games, get your nine points, get back sort of on this groove and then on this rhythm. Um, so that way you can start attacking the second half of the season. August is a difficult one, but it will be a, a good one. So uh, everybody hang in there with the LA Galaxy. Don't give up hope on this. Um, there's nothing that I've seen that is not correctable. Uh, Greg Vanney will say death by a thousand paper cuts and it has been little mistakes that have cost the galaxy. All right. Uh, let's see if you are looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guestman, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to corner of where you can find all of our writings, articles, all that fun stuff is right there for you. For Panda at KBaxter11, uh, please follow him as he's in Tokyo covering uh, a whole bunch of different things. I think he's going to get to cover rugby, rugby and surfing coming up. So... Uh, keep an eye on that for for the Panda as well, but at kbaxter11latimes.com for his coverage. All right, that does it. This is it, live event week. We get to see you guys on Friday night at the game and then on Saturday night at TAPS. I'm super excited. Can't wait to see you out there. Please come come hang out. Come party with me. All right, for Kevin, the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh Patto-Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerthegalaxy.com Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com